Welcome to this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicky. This episode is going to be like Vicky's True Confessions. It's a subject that I dance with every day. And that is the internal pressure of feeling like I have to have everything done right now. I'm so far behind. There's so much to do. And I'm not getting to a third of it or a sixteenth of it. And I feel like this is something that many of us struggle with. And especially now when we have technology constantly at our fingertips and pinging and doing all those noises to draw our attention to the what seems like a priority, but actually may not be. It may just be a distraction. And I have been going through this, especially lately. It's really rearing its head. And I thought, all right, let's talk about it. Um, you know, my podcast is my processing. And hopefully my processing helps you in your experience of life. And today's episode, I hope will help both of us. Because I understand and I employ others to understand that our soul is eternal. It does not understand time frames. And I'm grateful for that and often frustrated by that. The soul, your internal voice, your eternal self, all the same things, right? Just different labels. It knows that it has eternity to understand things. It knows it's had many, many, many lifetimes and has brought some of this knowledge forward into this lifetime for you. But it also has that feeling of, you know, what is kind of like the laid back surfer dude, like literally dude, we'll get it done. Or the turtle in Finding Nemo, where he's like, dude, just go with the current. And this for some of us is incredibly challenging. And then when you add onto it, what tends to be a process of being too available through technology or through people pleasing or through the idea that I just want to cram so much into a lifetime. It adds pressure and can often feed that voice of I'm not enough and I'm not completing enough. And it's sad to me and frustrating. So this process has been one that's been especially loud for me this last month as I reorganize business, which is necessary often, um, as I prioritize what I'd like to teach and what lights me up, and also bringing content that I'm seeing in each of my sessions that I just want people to not feel so pressured and to, yes, really embrace the joy that it is to be human. And in order to do that, I think we have to talk about this stuff. So are you someone who feels like you have to get it all done now? You have to solve for X now. And when that happens, I'll feel fill in the blank. I'll feel calm. I'll feel accomplished. I'll feel relaxed. I'll feel like I matter, that I have value, that I bring something to this world, that I have a legacy. All these things that get tied up in the brain about uh, productivity. And the dance of that is to figure out how to do this without stepping on the toes of the soul and without the soul stepping on the toes of the human. From the minute we're born, our souls can feel, ex well, will feel excited about being human. And then you know, the right reality sinks in. You have to take out the garbage. And, you know, if you have those beings in your life, be it animals or um, kids, like you have to feed them. You have to take care of them. 
you have to do all these things that you committed to do because you wanted them in your life, but it also adds to the additional responsibility. And when encouraging people to integrate these two aspects of themselves, the human aspect and the soul, because that's really why we're here. Like, no, don't worry about the whole big life purpose thing. We're really here to get that done. And isn't that enough? Like, that's a, that's enough pressure. So as I'm thinking about this and shifting in my own lifetime and where I am right now, and also encouraging others to really feel their way through this process, because if you shut that off, well, that's just a defense mechanism. A couple episodes back. Yep. The more you acknowledge the fact that you're not going to get it all done, the more relaxed you can be about it. And sometimes I've had people say to me, Vicky, it annoys me when you say that. <laughs> That's okay. I am no problem annoying people to bring some relaxation to your life or acceptance because there's a false process that you're in if you're thinking that your joy is going to come from having everything checked off because everything can't be checked off. I mean, did you wear clothes today? Well, unless you're going to wear the same outfit over and over and over again and become a stinky butt, um, you have to do laundry. So there's always going to be those things that are there. And the more we can relax about that and we can give ourselves some space to accept that I'm not going to get it all done and I would like to accomplish as much as possible within this time frame that I have in the construct of 24 hours. They can coexist. You can feel excited about your abilities, about the fact that you get to do these things, and you can feel a bit overwhelmed at the same time. They can coexist. Our brain's pretty powerful in that way. What I'd like to do today is impart to you that this is a process of understanding how you best accomplish things, how you feel your own uh, priorities, like what's important to you. And I have a few steps that I'm going to go over. But it, at first, I want you to hear that you're not inept or hopeless or you, you, you really don't suck. You don't. Your head might be saying that, but you don't. Maybe you need a different approach to your wiring. Maybe you need to understand how your brain works best. If I don't have a list, I feel like Sandra Bullock in Gravity. I flow everywhere. If I don't have a list written down, I can get very ungrounded and go through my day and wonder at the end of the day, what did I even do? I know I was here and I know I moved things from place to place, but I don't know what I did. And for those of you who have a million ideas popping through your head, downloading from spirit, um, coming up from your heart, I would highly recommend some form of list. And if you are a phone person, well, then a note within your phone is fantastic. I have a document that is always being edited. Uh, for instance, podcast subjects, I have currently 53 things. Hey, that's how old I am. <laughs> I have 53 topics on my podcast list because if I don't put them on that list, they circle around in my brain over and over and over again. And then I can't focus on being present. I can't be in whatever task I'm working on or whatever conversation I'm having. So there's always a list going. And if 
oftentimes during a session, an idea will come up. I have sticky notes right next to my computer and I will write down a couple notes on this would be a good uh, subject to talk about. And then it goes on the sticky note. And then as soon as I'm done, it goes on this document because then my brain relaxes and it says, oh, she took care of that part. We don't have to keep reminding her to do that. So think of strengthening those neural pathways into habits. And this is what can help you to have a clearer mind. And yes, meditation is somewhat necessary for that in whatever form you do. But steps like this can help you arrive in a place where you interact on your daily basis without distraction. So you are a soul in process. You are always going to be learning. And if you can get excited about that, you can temper that voice that is in there acting like it wants to punish you for not having done enough. This is part of the first step, right? You accept that you are a human being, not a human doing. You're not a machine. And even though we have so many machines around us, people are not machines. You are not some kind of mechanism that can run 24-7 and be efficient and productive in each moment of the day or night. We have to power down. And if your head is very busy with all this collected information, you may find powering down and going to sleep is, is difficult. And even machines that operate in our life occasionally have to be brought offline in order to update, in order to reboot. But machines were built for doing. A human being is, is built for experiences and we get to do things and we like to be active, but it's not your inherent state of being. It's, it's not meant to be a checklist existence. So it may take a little bit to unwind those messages that you've gotten over your lifetime of if you're not producing or you're not showing up that you don't have value. And to that point, if you can think of three top values that you have in your life and they will change over time, but pick three that when you're heading into that habit of do, 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 unless you're singing, do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when I talk to myself all day. <laughs> so if you can have those three top values, they will give you like the, the dirty to come back to. They will give you the point to come back to. For me, joy is very up there because I know that the energy of the soul is to experience joy and wants the human to learn it. So I figure that's got to be one of my values because I have a difficult time coming back to that it, when I put pressure on myself. Integrity, it's incredibly important to me that whatever I'm suggesting would could work for you, that I also practice those things. So I'm not a lip service kind of gal. I understand this, the challenge and the struggle of meditation. I understand this difficulty of assuring your head that we're not going to get it all done and I love you and we're not going to get it all done. So integrity is a big one for me. And I like that it has the word grit in it because sometimes we do have to power through. And then the, and love is a big one for me and it's a big topic, but it's also a big one for me because it's taken me until where I am uh, the last couple of years 
to feel like it's okay to show how much I love people and that I feel a love for myself that is in process and lovely at the same time. So what are your three top values? Um, it can be service. It can be connection. Think about what your three top values are. And you can look it up. There's plenty of lists online that'll list the values that kind of help narrow it down a little bit. And then you can prioritize your life based on these values. It, it takes it from, you know, two million possibilities down to three. And you can prioritize, like for me, integrity, part of my integrity is I have a team that works with me. I have Anurke and I have Neil who work with me in producing this podcast. So if I don't get them recorded, they don't have work. And part of my integrous process is I want to make sure that they have work. So it returns me to, all right, then you need to have these subject matters of the podcast ready so that on any given moment on your days of recording, you can just go through this. So that means I have to research them. That means that I have the papers in front of me that have bullet points because Vicky doesn't follow a script well. And that's okay. I love that about me. So part of my integrous priority is to make sure that the commitments I've made to my team get followed through on. And sometimes they help me show up. Sometimes it's more than sometimes. It helps me show up for them. And then I've shown up for myself. And then I feel so great uploading the file and knowing that it's off to Neil and then Neil does his work and then it goes to Enrique and then it comes back to me to approve. And it just feels good to have that flow. And then I get to feel accomplished and I get to feel that joy of adding to their lives. So, and same thing about when I pay their invoices, I feel a joy in that because I've created the income that allows me to have these wonderful men on my uh, team. And then it gets the information out to you. So it's all this great, big, lovely recycling symbol. And at the end of the day, there are always things that did not get accomplished on my list. That's okay. They will move to the next day. If there's a deadline, which I call accomplishment point, because I don't want to rush to be dead. I like being here. They just roll over. They just roll over. And if you're someone who likes a task list electronically, the Google Calendar is brilliant for this because it'll just put it on the next day as long as you don't beat yourself up about it. There are times where things have to get done. So we have to push through that. And you can prioritize in a way that, okay, if I don't do these things, it's going to come at this price and I'm not willing to pay that price. I, to keep it simple, I am not willing to have a Wednesday morning where there's no podcast ready to go. I, I'm just not willing to do that. So that helps me prioritize. And when you prioritize your actions based on your values, your important stuff gets done. And the minutia that you usually do for others that might build resentment in you tends to fall away. The busier I get, the more I have to delegate, but I also have to have good boundaries about me. Um, recently, I had someone who kept coming back to me. I record sessions for people if they want them recorded and send them in an email file and an email so they can download. And she just kept coming back to me because she had a technology issue. 
I could hear the recording. It was fine. She even sent it downloaded fine, but she couldn't access it. And at some point I had to say to her, I gave her all the things I could think of. And then I said to her, I can help you troubleshoot this. Would you like me to charge the card that's on file? That was so hard for me. (laughs) But that's how I have to prioritize because it wasn't a Vicky Baird coaching issue. And I did suggest that she go to Staples or she get the geek guys or somebody in her circle to help her with this. I feel that she can't get to the file, but I can't be everywhere and be everything. And I used to function in that way and it just doesn't serve. So that became the minutia that was not helping the overall progress of my life or my business. So in saying that, and she was completely fine. You know, she's like, no, I'll figure it out. Great. So my prioritizing my values, integrity, um, and that joy. And yes, I have a value of service, but there's a point where it has to like stop or I'm going to run every business and not run my business well. And then I would be out of integrity for the people I consult with and how to run their business. See how this works? <laughs> um, and then when you act on things that are important to you, you, you do feel a bigger sense of accomplishment. And some days, honestly, that is clearing off my desk. I tend to be a clutter person in my desk area. Always have been, no matter what work I was doing. And I know I work best when there's no clutter. So sometimes the prioritization is to clear the clutter on my desk and then stand back and bask in how beautiful it looks. There's an app for that. I created an app for developing intuition. I created an app that will help you connect with community. And I created an app where you can take courses at your own leisure and then attend live events with myself and the rest of the amazing people that are connecting within the Vicky B app. You can find this app in Google Play. You can find it in the Apple Store as well. I do hope that you head on over there, download it. Yes, there are in-app purchases, but there's also plenty of content that is complimentary. Thank you so much for being interested in this, and I hope to see you within the app. So one of the other things that you can consider is the fact that you have this amazing soul that can go everywhere, right? It travels when you sleep. It's brilliant. It's traveled many lifetimes, but your brain really only can focus on one thing at a time. I know you think you multitask. You definitely take in information from multiple uh, places throughout your day, but doing one thing at a time until it's done and you allow, if you allow phone calls, emails, texts, what other people may need from you, by the time you process all that, your day is done. And those one or two things that you may have prioritized is still at the bottom of the list. The The multitasking idea is a myth. And again, from machines, right? Your computer can run multiple programs in the background. But if you try to live that way, you won't be able to focus. And I really feel like this is where a lot of the attention diversity comes from. There's biological, there's definitely wiring for attention diversity, and there's learned attention diversity. And our brain was not set up to go in so many directions at once. So when you focus on one thing at a time until it's done, things get done. And I would suggest block booking for this, especially if you own your own business. You need to have block times 
where your phone is on do not disturb, your computer is on do not disturb, and you don't reach for that phone. Put it in the other room. Put it across the room so that you have to be conscious about the fact that you're walking over to check it again. When you focus on what you're doing, you will also turn out more of a quality product or more authentic communication. And you know what? It feels good. It feels good. (laughs) So we can accept that distractions are part of a process. You can accept that they're not going to stop. At the end of the day, you can clear out your inbox. There's still going to be more. And other people will always want something from you. But it's up to you to decide what you'll do and how often you'll be available. That goes back to those core values, right? And if a distraction supports your value, maybe something comes up and you're like, you know what? I do really want to answer this person and take this call right now because it would facilitate an ease of a block that's in the way. Then you get to move things up on your list of priorities and act on it. But if it doesn't support those values, you can delegate it. You can delete it in a nice way. You know, kind of like I dealt with that request that I fix somebody's computer system. Yeah, it's just beyond me. I can do it, but it's not a part of the business model. So. If you decide to act on on a distraction or what might be pulling you out of it, you need to notice that you prioritize that distraction over what you were working on. And if it was intended, like I said, I'm going to take this call because it's going to ease things in the long run, then you acknowledge that to yourself so that you don't beat yourself up afterwards. You're like, yeah, that absolutely eased things. And then you can ask yourself in that moment, and these become split second decisions where you could decide, will I be better served finishing what I'm working on or taking this call? And understanding that you can't get everything done, like I've said, and that also doesn't mean that you failed at something because none of us can get everything done. Yes, there are people who give the impression that they're getting everything done. I promise you they're not. The majority of my clientele are high-level executives, business owners, professors, and we're talking about these same things. People can give the perception that they're getting everything done and then feel the doubt in the background. And that's why I bring this up because it feels a little better to know that, doesn't it? And that's why I'm so transparent because I don't want anyone thinking that I've got it all figured out. Yeah, I have some great systems and I have things that I, I do that work for me. But that doesn't mean I have everything figured out. And it's not failure. Failure is only when you don't get up, when you cease to try something new. Then, okay, go ahead and admit you failed at that. Um, But it's, it's just a part of the process of experiencing that you had an outcome that didn't match your expectation. Well, that's not failure. That's inventory. And that's transparency and that's truth. So maybe you need to look at your expectations. Are they too high? Are you like Vicki Baird, where you say, I'm going to get 84 things done today, and you forget that you have five sessions and you have home responsibilities, and oh yeah, there was that workout I wanted to get in. (laughs) So is your bar too high? I like to set a bar that I can tap my fingers on, not one I have to jump for. And this is this is a process for me. It's still a daily conversation. And the other thing I like to check into, are they someone else's expectations that you're trying to live up to? I have probably the opposite of what most people who have high expectations 
they've been told along the way that they need to meet this bar. And I believe that I came to this high bar because my parents didn't set a bar for me. They didn't say you can strive for this, you can achieve this, good job. They didn't parent that way. They kind of left me to my own devices and I installed a bar that, you know, even the world record that was just hit on the high bar can't reach. And once I realized, oh, I put that bar up there. (laughs) Oh, I did that. Okay. Let me lower it to the place where I'm still stretching, but I'm not beating myself up over it. And I think of each experience as an experiment. Recently, like yesterday, I met with Justin, who's my trainer and, and best buddy. And I said to him, I have a new goal. I learned to like running and I did that until my back said, no, thank you. I have learned to like strength training and anyone who's known me for years will know that I Oh, I found it so boring that I avoided it, which then led to the back issue, right? Yeah, we know that. But I went in there and I said, what I'd like to work on now and I want to achieve and learn to like is flexibility and strength. I want to keep the strength. I want to build on the strength. I want my body to be flexible because I don't want to say when I get on the floor. And lately that's been happening. And you know, the rabbit won't come to me, so I have to go to the floor. So I see things as an experiment. Um, so that the judging part of me can take a vacation. I'm like, go out. Okay, maybe I won't do that um, uh, child's pose and be completely flat, flexible, all that. Maybe my shoulder doesn't want to do that right now, but let's see it as an experiment. Um, Last night, I tried paddleboarding for the first time with my niece. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. I haven't laughed like that in a long time. And um about halfway through, I said to her, I have to learn how to fall. I, I need to embrace falling. I mean, I was falling into water. It's not like I was going to get too hurt, but I have to learn how to fall. And darned if once I agreed on that and said, okay, body, if you feel we're out of balance, we're just going to roll into the river and embrace the fact that it felt so good to get wet. At, it was 99 degrees out Fahrenheit. Once I did that, I didn't fall anymore. I wobbled. Um, And I definitely need to go back and practice that again. But if you see it as an experiment, you get to enjoy the process. I could have seen it as failure uh, that I didn't even get to paddle, like putting together all the aspects and standing up and paddling. And there was a storm coming in. So we had big, big waves. It was so funny. I know there's no video. Next time I'll get video. It, it, It allows you to enjoy the process of I could have beat myself up and I'm telling you about a year ago, I would have. And now I'm like, no, I got out there. My abs are screaming today, which tells me it's a good workout too. And my goal was to get there and have fun with my niece and to try this thing I haven't tried yet. And I reached that goal. I am not going to beat myself up about not getting to the paddle. And, And the next time we go, maybe we'll try water that's not so choppy, but We both agree this is totally both of our personalities. We have a lot in common, don't we, Mary? (laughs) And it's good for us to know that this wasn't successful right out of the gate. So this is a way to ingest fun into my days and not be so serious about it. (laughs) So maybe you can do the same. What can you see as an experiment? And appreciating that, listen, I did my best out there. I don't have the knowledge of walking on water. Like I don't. I don't have that skill. Um, 
a BOSU ball, I thought, I'm going to go out there and this is going to be like the BOSU ball. True, very close to it, but still, wow, required so much. And then reinforced, this is the part I really love, it reinforced why flexibility is so important because when you go from that all four to bringing your foot up to being able to stand up, you have to have flexible hip, you have to have flexibility in your hip and that's an area that's tough for me. And I'm like, oh, this gives me a new goal. It's not just about flexibility. It's about being able to stand up on that that um, paddleboard so that I can feel the accomplishment of that. See? And this can apply to any area. I'm just choosing that because it's very real in my head and it was fun. And I, even we know that you're doing your best, right? If you, some days you don't feel focused, that's okay. And other days you feel completely there, that's okay. Focus on focusing, like give yourself, this is what I'd like to achieve. And one of my messages is always micro movements matter. These small movements that we do matter. They add up. The brain creates pathways. You're instilling information, like standing up on that paddleboard, having never done it before, my brain was firing the neurons and the pathways, I could feel the electricity in my head. And usually electricity and water don't go well together, but this was good. And when you feel like, okay, I did my best in what I was doing, oh man, that feels good because that's personal acceptance, that's self-love. And you can, much like my intention lately to be flexible, it goes beyond my body. It goes to being flexible of my spirit, being flexible of my heart. Um, and in, if you want to feel accomplished, you have to be flexible because curveballs, life comes in and throws your curveball and you have to deal with them. You have to flex those muscles and deal with them. Just this past week, our dog passed and threw me for a loop. And I was like, I am going to be flexible in this. I had on my calendar three days of focus to get tech work done, to get content. It wasn't there. It was not there. I couldn't process my grief and what it was bringing up from other, other experiences of grief and sit at this computer and do what I needed to do. And I feel accomplished in that for the first time in my life, I didn't beat myself up over it. And that's how I know conscious circuitry works because I apply it on a stinking daily basis. And if you're not flexible, you're also pretty self-centered because there's an expectation that the whole world is going to stop and bend to your whims when you're n not reciprocating that and it doesn't work that way, you can, that expression, push through and you can fight the flexibility. But how often does that work? Um, you have to deal with things. You have to show up in certain areas. But the flexibility will help you more so because you learn to surf. You learn to go with the energy and you can direct that surfboard we move from paddleboards to surfboards, evidently, and you can direct it. But in that, you're accepting that um, there will be resistance within yourself. There will be resistance that comes from other sources. There'll be interruptions. There, there'll be uh, things that move to the front of the line that you weren't planning on. But they're a part of life, and we have to accept this in order to flow with life, in order to be in joy of life. Things are going to happen. Stop thinking that it's going to be 
this perfect outcome that you've envisioned in your brain. Wonderful, your brain can come up with that, but it needs to have reality in there too. And then you circle back to your top values. How can you work with this? Whatever comes your way. And then the most important part is you get to celebrate, right? And this is part, if you listen to the episode, the up the ante on the AAA, where you accept and you get to feel accomplished at the end, like you understand and I'm blanking on the process right now, but ah, go back and check it. But you get to celebrate because you acknowledge that, oh, this stuff is coming up in me. Let me accept and appreciate the process. And then I can feel accomplished. And that might mean taking a moment to savor the feeling of the completed job. Like when my desk is cleared off, I almost want to run tours through here and say, look, look, look how neat my desk is. I took care of all the post-it notes. I dusted even. I filed the papers. I took the coffee cup down. Um, all these things that you get to celebrate it because it feels good. Again, you're not a machine. Machines don't get to feel good about things. Uh, maybe we'll move through AI to the point where that happens, but it feels good to accomplish and to celebrate the fact that you are a vibrant person that requires joy and happiness in your life. Because again, joy, energy of the soul. So give yourself that gift on a regular basis. I would love for you to do an accomplishment list, you know, maybe three things a night. And you can do that as you're going to sleep. This is not something that you have to have a whole special notebook for. Do it as you go to sleep. I did this. One of the things Mike and I do at the end of the day, we'll say, how was your day? And what was good about it? What did you experience? What did you get done? And it's not to say pat on the back. It's an inventory of where we spent our day while we were apart from each other. And I've really appreciated that he started that. Like he asked, he would ask the question, how was your day? And I've learned to ask him to reciprocate that. And some days we laugh and I'll say, well, I was like a pinball, a pinball machine bouncing around this place. And I'm not entirely sure what I accomplished, but let me see. And then I'll say a couple of things that I did. And then he might have the same days. There's times in his business where it's pretty, there's not a lot being asked of him and he gets to work on other projects. And that's fun to hear too. All of this is to say, again, you're never going to get it all done. Um, your inbox, if you use email, is still going to receive things when you die. Recently, I had this experience on the flip side. One of my clients passed and she was in a program with me that is a subscription, the Wisdom Wednesday, and it charges $8 a month for a live event at the uh, last Wednesday of every month. And as we were going into last month's, she had passed a couple of days before, well, her card auto renewed. And I went in there and I'm like, ooh, that's not okay. <laughs> you cannot charge um, when someone's not available to take the class when they're not available sure but when they're when they've croaked no that's not okay and i was thinking oh this stuff does go on i received mail for howard i received a jury notice a year after he passed and i sent it back saying he would i wrote something funny on it he wouldn't be able to attend because you will be able to see him i can't remember what i wrote but it tickled me at the time and still frustrated me so you're going to croak with things in your in inbox just accept that there will always be more to do. And this experience is about being too, experiencing the doing and appreciating it. What and how much you choose to take on, that's up to you.
if you are feeling like there's too much on your plate, you put those on your plate. You have to look and see what can you know, move off the plate, what can go to something else for right now, what needs to be prioritized. It feels good to have accountability. And I know it's often easy to say, well, my boss said this or that person did this or they don't help around the house. So I have to do it all. Nope. You put that on the plate. You put that on the plate. It could be true and you put it on your plate. So that's where boundaries come in. That's where communication comes in. It's true you won't get everything done, but it's also true you don't have to take on everything. You are making a choice in every experience. And the more conscious you become about those choices and you're deciding what you're going to do and how you're going to feel about it. Um, and if something isn't working for you, you make a different choice. Everything in life is an experience, an experiment, everything. And the less pressure we have on it, well, ironically, the more you get to do. So circle back, focus on those values, get them written down, three of them. Keep them close to you. Put them on in your phone. Put them on a sticky on your computer. Allow them to change. It's going to morph over time. Um, know that you can't do everything. Um, and likely that would mean because you're focused on serving everybody else. And that's just impossible. So this, this part of us may exist because we're so excited about being here on Earth and being able to learn and grow and expand the consciousness. I think that's why it's there. And it just gets a little off course sometimes and mixed up in the drive. But if you feel like you have to get it all done or solve everything right now, you've actually stepped out of alignment with your soul. So a way to get back there are those values. Okay. I will be doing this along with you in a daily practice and getting excited about the things I don't know and the things I get to learn and talking to myself kindly. So I invite you to join me in that process and know that it is a process. But we'll get this, right? Right. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.